Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the In and Around podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Hunt, and joining me this week, like every week, is Dave Harris. Hello. And Mike Breslin. Hello. So what's the pod all about? Well, every week, three mates get together to discuss what's going on in the world of football. However, at the moment, not much is happening thanks to the old coronavirus. So we're taking this opportunity to discuss some of the, our favourite and least favourite things in football's past. In this episode, we're going to ask a simple question. What one football match would you change the result of? Every football fan has an answer to this question. What painful loss would you like to avenge? How would that impact the fortunes of clubs, the lives of fans and the legacies of managers and players? But first, lads, how are you and how weird is this? <laughs> Um, as good as I can be being inside all the time, I guess. We're trying to do this over Skype, to be honest. Yeah. It's very strange. Unprecedented what... around. <laughs> you, you've been inside all the time. It's just got like a precursor to you going to prison. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to happen, boy. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Mike, are you all right? Yeah, doing well, thanks. Uh, yeah. You can. Um, so, yeah, it is a bit strange seeing you all in different rooms but uh we'll get there but at least for me given that we record in my room usually there's nothing different other than having to get my laptop out yeah you can sit in the same chair <laughs> yeah practically am actually um anyway so uh football <laughs> bloody football. <laughs> the football the football um so the whole thing about this one changing one football result in history what would you like to change sort of like we were having a discussion last week on this podcast about um istanbul and uh how that would impact all of the legacies of the Liverpool players if they hadn't won and how it would have impacted all the ac milan players if they also hadn't won and it sort of raised this question in our head about what one football match we would like to change and why so um we've all kind of discussed this beforehand but I don't quite know who wants to go with what because looking at them looking at the three ones we've chosen I think we've got one who's very wide-reaching one who's an iconic moment and I think mine's a slightly more obscure match so where do you want to start you two um I I can go if you like okay you go first uh, since I'm a United fan, I think people can probably guess what mine is. <laughs> is it um, Palace in the FA Cup? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what happened with that? They won. Yeah, I know. To get rid of, was it who was it? Van Gaal. Van Gaal. Oi, Van Gaal. Just, just making a joke. Obviously, we know what game it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. Life's good, we can go outside. We could go outside at the time, which was nice. Uh, yeah, plenty, of, we plenty of fans packing out Premier League grounds around the country because <laughs> it was the final day of the season. Um, and before kickoff, Ma- Manchester City and Manchester United were level on points. <laughs> City hosting QPR. United travelling to Sunderland. Um, all City had to do was beat a relegation threat in QPR because they had a superior goal difference, plus eight. Can I just break, say, is this happening on your screen? Yeah, it is too. I'm recording it. What? Dave, what? are you broadcasting from the, the Arctic? What's going on? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. You just look <laughs> like lagging and froze for me. You look like it's turned into a me. You are... You know, the Wii characters, that's what you look oh, like. Oh, is that because it blurred, I'm guessing? Yeah. 
So oh, this is what internet was like back in 2012. Just sent me just give you an idea. Oh, wait. What the hell? I've just sent Dave a picture of it. Anyway, oh, <laughs> this so, visual... Yeah. This visual tangent on this non-visual pod. Um, Fred, you go YouTube. back to you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, City had a superior goal difference of plus eight, so all they need to do is match or better Man United's result. Um, early doors, Sabaleta made made it 1-0. Pretty unlikely scorer, but there you go. Big Pablo. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a nice goal. Um, looked good for the blue half of Manchester, but early in the second half, um, Joni and Lescott, Sky Sports pundit these days, uh, made a bit of an error. Let C say in. He slotted home past uh, Joe Hart. Remember when he was a good goalie? Jibble C say, what a man. Yeah, Jibble C say. This is how long ago this was. Bloody hell, but, yeah. Although some of your, well, yours are both a lot older than mine, but anyway. Mine's not, Mike. <laughs> He's changed He's a, which one his is. Yeah, I've changed. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so, 66th minute, it's 1-1. Uh, I believe it was still 0-0 in the United game as well. It was. Um, so, Joey Barton had one of his one of his famous moments. <laughs> um, <clears throat> he uh, elbowed Tevez, kneed Aguero, and also tried to help headbutt company <laughs> in a pretty rash couple of minutes. And in mind that QPR at the time trying to avoid relegation yeah they are this guy gets himself sent off i had a little look um in 269 prem appearances he had 78 yellows and only six red cards i thought there was more than that six red <laughs> cards yeah that's not i bad. thought there'd have been more than that um this was obviously one of them quite a key time for his team yeah it was um Do you remember so, that heroic loss of his head from joey barton Heroic. Uh, I do remember watching it actually. I remember watching this one too, and it was absolutely. I was horrific. It was horrific when he did it because you were <laughs> sort of like you're, you're still in this game, you still have a chance of winning, and all of a sudden Joey Barton's like, nope. Also, was he not captain at this time? Yeah, he was captain. Yeah, he was, he was literally yeah. their captain. Yeah, yeah so he well, totally lost the plot. That QPR team were a total shambles in every. They were terrible. Weren't Didn't, they? Was this the season when they had like Park and? Oh, who else? Basingua? No, Park Park was still at United at this point. They yeah. have Basingua? They did have Basingua, then, fresh off winning. Did, yeah. No, they didn't have Basingua because he was did winning the European Cup at this time. Good Lord. He started in a Champions League final. Anyway, we're off tangent again. Yeah, he did. Um, um, so, yeah, 66th minute, now Barton sent off. This is... City's well, how are they going to throw this title away from here? Um, and they almost managed it, they did. Bloody hell, did they? Jamie Mackey, what a man! <laughs> Jamie QPR 2 1 up at the Etihad, totally against the run of play. Obviously, this is one of only nine Premier League goals for him, um, but quite a big one. And yeah, he limbs in the away end, by the way, yeah. only to be bettered. A couple of minutes later, but we'll get on to that. Um, so at this point, United are now winning at Sunderland. I think it was Rooney who scored. Was a young Mike Breslin absolutely loving it because <laughs> we're going to win the league. All QPR have to do is hold would, on. It would have been number twenty, wouldn't it? Number nineteen, number eighteen. How many have they got? They got nineteen. Twenty. Got many. All right. 
Fancy hell. Yeah, because didn't Van Bronckhorst secure 20 in 2013? Yeah, so it would have been number 20. Yeah, it yeah, would have been number 20. So, yeah, the Etihad's obviously, it's pretty quiet now. Everyone thinks City have bottled it. It looks like they have. Um, so we get to the 90th minute. I think it's 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 done at it's done at Sunderland one 0 United have have won the league pretty much. Yeah, it looks two, like it's done and dusted. City are two one down. Everyone knows what happens next. Jeco uh, scores from a corner, I think. Uh, so two two in added time. Four minutes of added time. Um, quick side note on Jeco: fifty goals in one thirty in the Prem. That's he was good. Yeah, he was really yeah, good, wasn't he? Um, when they when they when City won the title for a uh, second time, when they had uh, they had a really good team under Pellegrini and they had Negredo uh, absolutely on fire in the first half of the season. They had Aguero being good the whole of it. Um, I remember them asking Jeco started scoring a load of goals at the end of it to basically propel him into winning the title. And I remember them asking Mourinho about who should be player of the year, and he's like, which should be the player who's contributed to winning the league title, and you can't say that and Jeco hasn't. But he didn't even get near a sniff of the team of the year, let alone player of the year. So no, he wouldn't really. Was he scored goals in every division. He did the absolute, yeah, did the absolute business at Roma. Did pretty well at Wolfsburg too. Wolfsburg, won the league, uh, won the league at Wolfsburg. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And unreal team with Felix McGath. I was scrolling uh, YouTube and a video about him and uh, who's his strike partner. Felix, yeah. Yeah. Quick, quick side note Felix McGaff always looked like he was in a Disney movie about a mole <laughs> that tries to be a detective <laughs> that's what I always thought of him like uh, it looked a bit like he Hercule Poirot at Fulham didn't he to be fair everyone looks weird at Fulham um, anyway so, so just to let you know yeah so United have finished and I switched the channel to watch the end of the City game to see the corner coming in Dzeko scores and do you know, do you know when you just kind of know that something's about to happen? Yeah. It hasn't happened yet, obviously, but you feel like that that one goal is going to lead to another one. Yeah. And obviously, uh, a minute or two later. <laughs> I remember this. I remember this so vividly. Every, so. Everyone knows what happens. Um, Balotelli to Aguero. He finishes past. Was it? Who was in goal? Rob Green, was it not? Some, some clown who couldn't... I feel like it was Paddy Rob. Kenny, I want to say it. Is it him? Oh, yeah, maybe it was Paddy Kenny. Might actually. have been Paddy Kenny. It was some bold guy. <laughs> anyway, he didn't Paul Robinson. It. Nah, it wasn't Paul Robinson. <laughs> anyway, it's not important. Uh, a 15-year-old Mike, devastated. <laughs> devastated on his sofa. Head in hands. Um, however, I... <laughs> And to this day, every time I watch the goal, I get I still get goosebumps because the commentary and that got what the goal meant and the fucking limbs. Yeah. There's, the, there's the tag for you. Um, at the Etihad. It, I mean, I I hated what happened, but I knew I was watching something like that I may, probably would never see again. It's it's such it's one of those goals that's so iconic that I can see the cele- I close my eyes, I can see the celebrations, Aguero. Yeah. Guerrero whipping off his yeah, shirt and rounding on his head, heart running across the field, <laughs> arms outstretched, and then Mancini looking like Richard and Judy, like sort of going over to <laughs> hug his assistants. So good, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I, I did have to sit there and watch it and drink it in, but um, yeah. 
Uh, I also remember them flicking back to United and watching Phil Jones and uh, <laughs> Fergie not take that very well. Yeah, yeah that was pretty grim. It's, it's obviously the one I would want to change. Um, whether I'd, I'd still... Uh, I don't know if I'd want to change the moment happening, just not to my team. Yeah, yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. I know you mean. If they'd have got, if they'd have gone there and beaten QPR three 0 I'd have been fine with it. But that was such a brutal way just to lose kick the in the title. teeth. Yeah. So that would um, be my one. Everyone knows that moment. It's an obvious one for a Man U fan. So sorry to be that guy, but you got to say, it. interestingly enough, Balotelli's only Premier League assist. Really? Yep. That's wow. A start. Uh, it's my favourite one as well. That's a my favourite ever stat. I love it. It's great. I can't believe that. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised so, if it was. Yeah, well, it's like I remember seeing that stat. Didn't like, do any assists at Liverpool. I tell you what, in preparation for this, I was watching Ball- I was watch. I watched the highlights. They ended up watching a compilation of Balotelli at Liverpool and his miss versus QPR. Yeah. Oh dear, I cannot believe for the love of God that they. It saw. really is his only assist. Yeah, I'm not lying I just to you. It up. I'm not lying to you. Um. So if you change the result of that game, um, let's just think. So City wait another year to be crowned as well, champions, but I would argue that I would argue that United don't win the title next year because they don't buy Van Persie, mm-hmm. and City probably buy Van Persie, and City probably do win the title anyway next year. So I'm not sure it changes the amount of titles they have. It just does it change when Fergie retires? Yeah, it- I was I was thinking. Would Fergie have stayed on another season to chase chase the 20th? Pro- probably not. Well, it would have been the 20th. Yeah, because he's already got it. So why would he have stayed past that then, season? Just just so we, we, we know where we are, yeah. The, the next season was the 20th that United won. Yeah. So they would have had the 20th in this season, winning it on the last day. And yeah. then Fergie didn't really retool his team. He just went and bought... Van Persie because he didn't want to lose on goal difference again. So I'm almost. I wonder if he would have a stayed or b just sort of like. I think he goes in, in every manner of form. I think Fergie goes after that season anyway. Yeah, it would seem like a good time to go. Yeah. On that, yeah. Then then City probably win the next one, like you say. So you just flip flop where the where the leagues go. Yeah. Van Persie, I doubt would go to United without. I think he goes to City because they were right in for him. Yeah, and they would have broken the bank for a striker to have come that close, City. Yeah, yeah they would have. Exactly what United did, I guess. Aguero and RVP would be a hell of a pair. Yeah, that would have been unreal. I tell you what, I'd have liked to have seen that. I wouldn't trade the moment for it, but I'd like to have seen it. Um, would, yeah, that would have been a yeah. They would have been a strike pair and a half. Wow. This is quite an interesting one because. I don't think it actually changes anything long term, unless it unless it changes unless the mentality of the city players completely falls away. But I don't believe that for a second. Um, I think it's just more interesting that obviously, as you sat here talking about, you've obviously had this paid look on your face. <laughs> it still kills me, but but I, I like I, I still get goosebumps every time I watch it. I, it it's still like a what a moment that was. Hmm. Even though it wasn't my, well, it was the worst thing that could have happened to my team. I still, as a football fan, I'm like, wow. 
Yeah. It's the best moment in Premier League history. Yeah, absolutely. I can't believe you want to change it. What an awful person you are. <laughs> um, right, shall we stick with Man City and do mine next? Yeah, you go, go for it. So yeah. I picked an obscure game that happened in October 2004. Um, Chelsea lost 1-0 to Man City. Um, Chelsea were en route to the, their first title under Mourinho. Uh, they lost to a Nicolas Anelka penalty. Now, yeah, now I watched the highlights of this game. Chelsea absolutely deserved to lose. Uh, so I'm not arguing that they. it's just a flick of a coin for that they could have won. However, it was the only game they lost that season. So this is the game that stopped them from going invincible. Um, so my question is more, and what I've been thinking about is, if Chelsea go invincible, they would have had, let's just say, let's say they draw. So I'm only giving them an extra point. They'll have 96 points. They'll have the best clean sheet record ever in the Premier League. They'd have had all these records that they already hadn't tumbled that stayed right up until the Centurions got there. Um, I guess... How do we remember that? Do we remember how much more do we remember that team, and how much does it impact on Arsenal's legacy as Invincibles if another team does it the season after they do it? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, absolutely devalues the Arsenal Invincibles, doesn't it? If a team the next season had gone and done it even better than they had, um, it's quite interesting. Um, I didn't really look at your points, I'll be honest. I thought this going in, no, no, I thought this was going in the direction of a game that led to both teams investing so much money, um, but obviously not, as as we've now discovered. Um, but I think if, if this Chelsea team had done that, surely there's no doubt that they'd be regarded the best ever Premier League team. Well, because I think it's you can By you can some distance. You can sit there and you can sit there and make the case that they're the only ones who really are comparable to the Arsenal's Invincibles team because they played. In, I think the we said this when we were talking about um, all-time Premier League things. Comparing players and teams and eras is really difficult. However, when you've got teams like this who were, and the man and the Man United team of a few years later who were so like compact in their time, then I feel like you can actually compare them. And I think in every manner. Um, this Chelsea team compares really well okay, up against that Arsenal team. I mean, let's not forget that the season before they did beat them in the Champions League as well. So whether or not they would... I think for certain they're a better team than the Invincibles as is. But if they've got this... If they've got this achievement, if they've got a Golden Premier League trophy, I just wonder if we... We even sit here and have a debate about 0708 United, or even we sit here and have a debate about the Invincibles or the Man City Centurions. Do we even talk about them as being anywhere near them? Mike? That's really interesting. I, yeah, it's a, a game I, I would guess pretty much no one will remember. No. But, um, but yeah, what, what it could, could have changed is pretty amazing. Um, I did not realise that Chelsea were basically a game away from being yeah. this season. That is, uh, I didn't realise that either. The reason it's not talked about is because it happened in October. So like, it's yeah, not like, it's not like, season. it's not like Liverpool's where you got to like, uh, what, 28 games or something and um, then they lost. 
also forgot this is the season you only conceded 15 goals. No, no, no. That's why I said when all the records were tumbled. Like, and this is a true goals, monumental performance. Yeah. 15 goals. How well, does that even happen? I, don't, I genuinely have absolutely no... I did watch some highlights, and let me tell you, there were a lot of bad misses against them. Andy Johnson in particular. Andy Johnson in particular, hang your head in shame. You were having a great season, but you came up against the Chelsea. Oof. Um, I'll tell you what, but, you made some signings this season. They did. What a great team. Crikey. Yeah, but... Um, um, was, guess, was this the season of Thiago? Yes, Thiago. Yeah. He scored a cracker against United, Brett. Yeah, he was. Was it in the cup? Maybe I'll change that game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing happened. Um, but interestingly enough, going back to the for them versus the Invincibles point, Chelsea also won a domestic cup as well that season. It was only the Carabao, but well, it was the Carling. But it it's still another thing that elevates them slightly as a, domestically. Anyway, I've got another. That's a good one, Matt. I've got another question for you. Um, so Arsene Wenger's legacy is basically at this point he he's, he was a great manager who but the Invincibles is like the the linchpin of his um, legacy almost and um, if Jose Mourinho has an Invincible trophy and he has that Champions League win with Porto and he has the Champions League win with Inter and the treble and his success everywhere practically bar spurts um, where do we? How do we talk about him in terms of a the greatest managers ever, and b the greatest managers the Premier League's ever seen? Because in my mind, he's a better manager than Wenger already. But it's just another interesting quibble, Brett. Yeah, um, I, th- I do think there's a lot of um, recency bias in how we think about Mourinho, which is fair enough. Obviously, we're going to do that. Um, he's clearly already one of the best managers ever, I would suggest. He's uh-huh. been in the talk. That, the fact he won the Champions League with Porto alone is just ridiculous. Treble with Inter as well. That, yeah. that Inter team, the Real Madrid team, his Chelsea team, particularly the first time, he, even the second time were pretty good. He, he came second in the Premier with United and won the Europa League. What a treble with United. It was a Mickey Mouse treble, but it was a treble. Jose's no. convinced you that was a treble. No, well, I'm not no, no, it was. Um, it was what was it? FA Cup. Carling the Community oh, it Shield. It's not. <laughs> oh wait, it wasn't FA yeah, Cup. It's Community it Shield, mate. It's not my fault. The, the no, Liverpool Jose's fans played that. Yes, mate. But it's three trophies, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's anyway. Terrible. But yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think. Yeah, if if uh, they'd have gone invincible the year after Wenger did it, I think Jose would be considered by most people, the better manager, pretty much across the board. Yeah. If they'd have done it straight after them, that would have been pretty wild. What did it Where do for his... finish this season? Do you know? This second. second. They were second, yeah. 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 They were actually leading Crazy. for a great bit of the season. That's, that's pretty amazing yeah. they did that to the invincible team the year after. Yeah. I'm assuming it's... Arsenal didn't lose too many players. No, they didn't. That's um, the thing. Near enough the same team. Yeah. Interestingly, interestingly enough, they had some of the Chelsea coaching staff, Steve Clark, actually credits losing this game with the incredible run they went on. So there's no guarantee that they, they lose this. They win this game and then carry on and win all the games they did win. However, that I think it's just... a really good point. 
it's interesting just to think what if they did because it would have changed everything in my mind. Um, I wanted to actually just quickly uh, touch on a few of the players involved. Um, because uh, an invincible. You want to Gerard? <laughs> I, I'm, I might slew Gerard. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to slew Gerard. Um, because he doesn't deserve to be slewed. Because he's irrelevant. Um, I'm just because if you take if you take the invincible trophy and you look at the impact it had on the legacy of players that we would probably remember less for Arsenal. So let's take take the eyes of uh, Jose Antonio Reyes, for example, or um, even Lauren, because no one ever thinks about Lauren, no matter how talented a player he was. It's funny you should bring him up, because I was also watching some YouTube earlier of the, uh, the best own goals in Premier League history. Um, well, feature heavily. The, he was on there. It was a, it was a lovely goal, actually. In Laura. fact, he made two errors in it to stick it <laughs> in the back of a net. So. I think I've seen this goal. If you haven't, go and watch it. It's on YouTube. I think it's a Premier League official or a Sky Sports one. Some good goals on there, including a cracker from Gareth Bale where Aaron Lennon clears it off the line into his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Knocks Bale over. But <laughs> it's no G. <laughs> it's good one. I remember that okay. one. All right, but um, yeah, sorry about so, that. So I'm not taking away invincible trophies from anyone. So with this win of this game, what I'm doing is adding them. So if you if you've got if you've got a player like Lauren, and then you've got a player like, for for example, William Gallas would be an invincible. Jeremy would have been an invincible. But, <laughs> Scott but Parker. All, Scott Parker. But also, more interestingly players like who we consider like real Premier League greats like Lampard, Drogba, Terry, Carvalho, Czech um, and Makaleli. Like Makaleli we consider one of the greatest ever. He gets an invincible trophy. Damien Duff, Iron Robin, Duffo, Hall of Fame. Here we go. Um, But they'd all have like they'd all have like a case. Like how do we view like Duff versus Lundberg for example? Uh, Because Duff versus Lundberg is a ridiculous statement on paper. Joe Cole versus Lundberg's a ridiculous statement on paper, but they've both got an invincible trophy. Can someone at him for this? Uh, <laughs> the biggest of this is Kazman versus Henri being goals. Mikel Forsell as well, the legend. Oh, you yeah. could have I mean what about Mooty? He got released before season. Didn't he he? Get released before the, did he released not make it to the season? Oh, I don't think he played. He was too busy playing <laughs> off get, the field, wasn't he? Have, let's get him a medal. Um, Jerozek and Invincible, I'd like to point out as well. Um, however, if you give an Invincible trophy to Terry, for example... You really are handing out these Invincible well, trophies. Well, they're all getting them, aren't they? They're all getting them. Um... <laughs> I've got two questions for you. If Terry has an invincible trophy, along with all his accolades, can any he's of the still a wanker? Can, yeah, he's still a wanker. But can any of a central defender in Premier League history even touch him? Colo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he, I don't think they can. Personally. Yeah, I think that would be tough to tough to be considering how long he was at the top for. Yeah. And the final one is, if Lampard 
adds an invincible trophy to the same season where he finishes second in the Ballon d'Or voting. Um, amongst all these things. Firstly, he might have actually won the bloody thing, um, which would be incredible. And secondly, I know there's always this long-standing Gerard Lampard debate, and we've been on this pod and rubbished it before. I mean, one of them's a lock from the Hall of Fame you know, in our rankings, and one of them isn't. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's why no one listens to us. <laughs> however, however, like, is it even a debate if Lampard's been invincible? Dave? Probably not. No, no, I don't think. If Lampard's invincible, there's no comparison between him and Gerard. Not on the same level that there is now. Um, yeah, I mean. You can argue anyway with what Lampard won compared to Gerrard that Lampard edges it. But if you look at him being an invincible... Yeah, well, I was trying to be more... He's scored 27 goals from midfield of the season. Let's not even talk about the scally. That is an outrageous effort. (laughs) Okay, right. Well, anyway, that's another interesting one to think about, just in terms of change totally changing the uh, dynamic of Premier League history. Um, let's move outside the Premier League now for Dave's pick. Now, Dave, you've run us through a bit of a ringer this week because you keep yeah, you kept talking about a blue, one you kept I... talking about a Blue Spurs game. I was getting confused. And then you said, I'm going to talk about the 1998 World Cup final where Ronaldo didn't win it. And then he actually won it four years ago. So me and Mike were sat there talking to each other going, what the hell is this idiot doing? Yeah, but he which, would have won three World Cups in a row, Will, which is more I was getting at. I mean, actually... Tell you what, World <laughs> Cup 98 on the PS1, what a game. What a game. i tell you what, as a three-year-old, you probably knew as little about that game as he did playing it. Um, <laughs> do you want to... <laughs> Do you want to tell us which one is your game, Dave? Yeah, so I've gone for the 2014 World Cup final between Germany and Argentina. Just just quickly, one thing I want to side note. This is one of the worst games of football I've ever had the displeasure of watching. Yeah. I actually didn't watch this game. What? I was... I can't explain. It's a World Cup final, Mike. Yeah, I was, I was in a field in Scotland... Oh, were you at tea in the park? Yeah, I was indeed. The I thought you were doing a Theresa May. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very obscure politics, Jeff. Anyway, move on. Um, yeah, whereas Mike's is more about just a, a moment for his own team and an iconic moment in Premier League history, and yours is more for trying to make a team one of the best. You Mine is about players. Trying to get a Jeremy a trophy. My, mine is... <laughs> Mine is more about one player, and it's Lionel Messi. So if people argue, even to this day, uh, in the whole debate between Ronaldo and Messi, that Ronaldo has his Euros, but Messi has nothing in the international field. If Messi wins this, I think it would have solidified him as being the best player of all time. But, <laughs> oh my God. Will's held up a Ronaldo. Ronaldo... <laughs> God. He's better than Messi, is what Dave's trying to say. I couldn't see it on my warm internet connection. Um, Dave's recording off a potato. Yeah, apparently so. Um, but, I mean, when you look at this World Cup, Messi, 
Maybe fortunately gets voted best player, even though Hamas Rodriguez had an absolute stormer. Hold on, didn't is this the one where Messi didn't score a goal after he got to the knockout stage? Potentially, will potentially. Okay. Okay. I think so. Um, yeah, I think that is the case actually. Um, Hamas Rodriguez, to be honest, bit of an injustice. Managed to score six in a Colombia team. However, at the end of the day, Messi was voted best player and he scored four goals. To put into context, Anna Valencia of Ecuador, playing for West Ham, I think, at the time, scored the same amount as the rest of the Argentina team combined, which was three. So of the seven goals that Argentina scored, Messi scored four of them, which it, you can say maybe he didn't contribute past the knockouts. He's basically carried them, you could argue, through this entire World Cup, pretty much. Um, at the time, the game itself was actually billed as the best player versus the best team by the Wall Street Journal, uh, because Germany at that time were very strong. They had players at the peak, some players that were at that age where the next, even Euros, let alone World Cup, they would have been over the hill, like players like Lahm, uh, you could argue maybe Matasaka, closer. Obviously, Matt is the week of the three there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was interesting. Um, Messi, yeah, I just remember Higuain missing an absolute sitter. Um, I think that was a normal time as well. Just absolutely raging because I've always preferred Messi. Um, and I was hoping that he'd be able to, to pull this off. Um it's just interesting now to look back on more than at the time, just that since Ronaldo winning his Euros, this is one thing that people keep bringing up. Um, also, this Argentina crop of players, you could argue, as much as there's some super talents like Aguero, Mascherano, Di Maria in this time, never, never really regarded as being a good team because they're just... An eleven of individuals, really. They could, they could um, bend, could they? That team. Yeah, they. they could And they really. never had a good keeper. Sergio. Willy. Big win, Caballero. Oh yeah, it may have been Caballero actually starting in these games. Yeah. So they never. Shake had a your head. He's a good keeper. You disrespect um, for Willy. I mean, it was in terms That's of finals go. Game. This one was pretty dull. Uh, Gertz off the bench in extra time. Just pretty amazing. Goethe at the time, young player. Um, sort of, you know, every kid's dream to score in a World Cup final and he did it. Was happy at the time that Germany had Lahm and Closer. What's going on there? What's, what's the <laughs> I don't know what I mean, but I just start cracking up at you at the same time. Sorry, carry on. Uh, Lahm and Closer got, got maybe the credit they deserve. Closer being the the record goal scorer in World Cups. Um, you could argue it's about time he got one. Um, but this is more something that is now looking back on it than at the time this being a thing where I really wanted Messi to win. Messi probably isn't going to have another chance to win a World Cup. Um, next World Cup 2022 is going to be what, like 34, 35? Uh, probably... He's definitely not going to be at the peak of his powers, and yeah, it doesn't doesn't look like he'll ever have the opportunity again. Um, but if he wins this, I think 
it solidifies him as being the best player of all time because him winning a World Cup rules out one of the biggest arguments. Um, there's no questioning the guy's talent. His goal scoring for Barcelona and Argentina has just been outrageous. I think this is more me being a Messi fan opposed to Will being a Chelsea fan and Mike being a United fan. Um, what What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, oh, I, right. I can imagine yeah. Will's going to say I've been chatting nonsense, but that's still in every pod. I actually agree with you, and I was hoping Argentina would win this game, um, just so that everyone could shut up about Ronaldo being better than Messi, because he just isn't. He is an incredible player. Messi's the best player ever. Yeah. If he wins this World Cup, there's no argument about it, which would be yeah. nice. Everyone could just shut up and agree. Um... But yeah, the fact that they're well, that Argentina team was good, but the fact they got to the final was pretty impressive as it is. Yeah, I remember being sat in the forest as they eked out a win over like Nigeria or something, and it was just depressing. And it was like they're not a good team, and yeah, they're, they're in really the end they got to the final. Um, they're really interesting actually. This game, uh, I've never when I think about this game, I just think about how truly dreadful World Cup finals have been because this was one of those ones where you felt like the tournament ended. The whole tournament was about the idea that Brazil were going to win on their home soil. And when Germany ripped their guts out in full view of everyone in the American art, like afterwards they should have just ended the World Cup and handed the trophy to the Germans because nobody wanted... After that, I remember being there going, I, I can't want the Germans to win. They're the bad guys. And So I also wanted Argentina to win. Uh, but... I just remember hating this game. But in terms of legacy, it is really interesting because Messi is almost underappreciated in his own country because of, he's got the spectre of Maradona hanging over him. Now, I'm not going to sit here and deny that Maradona wasn't a fantastically gifted footballer and we're talking a top five talent of all time. However, personally, I think if you he didn't have the same level of domestic success or European success. Um, and he's obviously got major, major drug problems that do impact on his legacy um <laughs> but it would be really interesting to see if messi had a world cup how a the argentinian fans treated him and how they viewed him and sort of like how he because I, I feel like the general consensus is he's the best player i think you've only got a few crazy ronaldo beat beating the drum but if you actually sit and do the if you actually take away your eye test with these players and you sit there and you do the, the stats and you do the trophies and you do the what they're actually best at and stuff, it, it does appear a much closer argument than it is to us in the moment. So this would have been really impressive for Messi's legacy. Not now while we remember him, but in 30 years' time when our kids are having this discussion on their podcasts, the Out and Around podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully they can get out and about. Yeah, hopefully. Um but yeah, it's an interesting for certain. Yeah, I think that's a good choice too. I rate that. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's very. It's just. It's just interesting to look at how like an extra a goal going in versus um, a goal not going in can totally change uh, the legacy of a player and the legacy of a football club. Because again, if he has a if he has a World Cup, is anyone even? talking about Ronaldo not to diminish his legacy but are we just sort of like well Messi's won it all beat you in the whole league and as a World Cup and it's obviously another worldly talent 
Yeah, yeah I, I don't think there'd be much of an argument. Maybe, maybe people would finally stop talking about Pep. Pele and stuff, because you know everyone's like, oh, Pele scored a thousand goals. I could score a thousand goals in Brazil at that time. Like, let's get a grip. Let, honestly, let's get a grip. He's playing people in the favela, like parking lot. I don't know what's going on. I don't want to. I mean, he's... Pele did prove himself in the World Cups, but yeah, he's though... playing. He's playing Bobby Moore and the rest of the milk churners. Yeah, <laughs> you, can't, you can't be impressed because someone plays well against a West Ham player. Even even then, most of the teams. Like people weren't the players weren't really athletes like they are now. You can't compare eras really. No. Other than to say that ours is the best. No, um, you're shaking your head up, Dave. No, I'm saying no. I agree. Like, um, interestingly enough, though, if you do give Argentina a World Cup, we talk about what it does for legacies. What does it do for Mustafi's legacy to not have a World Cup? <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking about him as one of the great? I mean, obviously now he's already better than Tony Adams. So where are we talking about him in terms of the back? <laughs> he's, he's definitely top two or three Arsenal defenders. Oh, yeah, he, he, I mean, he is already. I mean, let's get Jack, Granit Xhaka an invincible trophy and then we can finally admit he's better, he's better than Vieira. Um, I think uh, Richard Worrell would explode if that ever became a I, thing. I'll oh, tell you what, we've got to keep up the agenda of this podcast. This is an anti-Arsenal podcast. Um, that will do it for this week. Uh, please let us know your picks for your own matches, either by sending it to us, by emailing us at Pod or messaging us on Twitter at Pod. You can also send us any ideas you have for future topics, because although we're inside, we're not thinking of tons of topics because we're not actually... Uh, feeling particularly creative at the moment or maybe i'm speaking for myself but i'm not i'm not absolutely shattered Um, i've actually been putting a lot of ideas in our document okay um but yeah since we're working if anyone's uh got their feet up let us yeah yeah, please please throw us anywhere at all and if you could if you could leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast it would honestly be a massive help to us um uh and next as for next week's episode i think it's going to be a bit of a mixed bag um i think we might talk about who's the most underrated prem player of all time off the top of my head or maybe it's robbie brady so you don't need to tune in for that robbie brady (laughs) please tune in so you can hear me and dave have a go at mike for 90 minutes um just Oh, actually, I think this is this is a really interesting question posed by Sam Tiley today. What's the best performance you've seen in the last five years? Which I think could be an interesting topic. Anyway, we'll um, we'll get to that. We we'll get to that. Um, you can follow me at Will Hunt Seventeen. Where can they follow you, Dangerous Dave? <laughs> God, that's thrown me. Um, <laughs> Paris underscore forty four. Is that even my app? Now I'm confused. Well, let me check. No, it is underscore 44. We're there. We're there. <clears throat> okay, all right, don't follow him. Mike, where can they follow <laughs> you? Don't expect them to. <laughs> uh, you, you can follow me at Mikey Bresney on Twitter. Um, yeah, just follow me on there. There's nothing new from going up there, so. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just dead follow out in and around the pod. Um, I guess that's it. Until next week, uh, please stay safe. Please stay inside. Might just save a life. There we are, lads. That's my NHS uh, PSA. <laughs> All right. In a bit. In a bit. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>